part of what we do as um, artists and creatives is we share um, experiences, and I think that it would be great if you came in and shared how you feel right now. And that's what I did. Welcome to the Do What You Love show, the place where musicians, artists, and entrepreneurs share their inspiring stories and advice on how to succeed in the music business. Every week, you'll receive new insights and tips on how to grow your following, get more gigs, and make a living in today's rapidly changing music industry. Thanks for tuning in with us. Now, let's begin the show and do what we love. Welcome back, all you creators. I'm super excited about having our special guest, artist, and upcoming release of Hummingbird. Her name is Sandy Facey, and she has been in the industry for quite some time. And today's interview is really all about discovering a bit more behind the story of Hummingbird. We're going to go deep into uh, Sandy's uh, situation, her story, and some of the truths. And... um, yeah, welcome to the show, Sandy. Oh, thanks, Steve. Glad to be here. So tell us and all the audience and obviously all our listeners out there uh, a little bit about your personal life, just a okay. glimpse of yeah. something, you know, something quirky perhaps, something interesting. Can you, can you tell by my accent that I'm not <laughs> from Australia? <laughs> we can. There you go. Well, uh, let's see. What's something quirky? I um, was born and raised north of Detroit mm-hmm. and um, spent several years there and married an Australian and ended up traveling over here and living in Melbourne. So we've been here for more than 10 years now and have two girls, wow. beautiful daughters. And so you've been involved in the music industry for quite some time, in and out, sort of juggling different careers. Tell us about that. Mm, yeah, so um, that's been going on for quite a while. Um, started out back in you know, my early days and my teens, I won't take you back as far as singing in a hairbrush, but um, yeah, I just, it was, for the early days, it was mostly singing um, in weddings and performing um, with bands and duos in the States. And um, then when I moved here, uh, I met Michael and Michael and I played in a duo for five years and that was fantastic as well. Wow. So doing uh, covers uh, mainly? Yeah, mainly covers, yeah, working working band. I was thinking to myself the other day, too, that um, back in the States, I was quite busy with this one particular band where um, it was, you know, my months were filled with gigs, Mm -hmm. and I found it sometimes difficult to balance um, working in a cover band and being a mom. Mm-hmm. And all of that sort of thing. And oh, yeah, by the way, I have a full time job too. <laughs> Currently? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. and well, even back then, yeah. I was working full time too. Wow. So, yeah, so it's always been like this un- this passion that I've been following. So, well, where, where does that strength come from? Where does that ability, you know, to be able to juggle multiple roles and, you know, have a, a, a sort of a, outside of a nine to five job music career mm. happen for someone who's a mother with two and, yeah. you know, got so much on their plate? Well, I'd, I'd like to tell you that there's like this simple solution or a simple recipe, but to be quite honest with you, there were lots of times where I would go months and months or maybe even years without really um, working on my music, mm-hmm. and then it would pick back up again. Uh, and also, um, I just found that 
the more time I spent with people who had that were like minded, mm-hmm. I would um, find that I'd be ready to you know create and go do some things. So, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, tell us a bit about the current projects that you're involved with. Obviously, you've got the release of Hummingbird, which is your first original debut EP after all this time in the industry. So tell us a bit about that. Okay. So, yeah. So there's been decades of singing cover songs and uh, really loving the fact that I can make this connection with the audience, which is great. Um, There's nothing more that I love um, than to you know, find out that someone proposed to someone when they heard a song that I sang or something like that. Like, I just, I just think it's, it's fantastic. And that's why I do what I do. Um, Back in, oh, September, I had an opportunity to collaborate with a fellow muso um, and a a good friend, um, Michelle Kroll. And he um, invited me into the studio, and it just so happened to be the same weekend that um, a friend of Claudia's, um, very dear friend of Claudia's, was um, basically telling her family that she was finished with her battle with cystic fibrosis. Um, she was only 20 years old, and to be quite honest, I wasn't really in the mood to um, be exploring any songwriting, and that's when Michelle um, gave me a nudge and said, look, you know, Part of what we do as um, artists and creatives is we share um, experiences, and I think that it would be great if you came in and shared how you feel right now. And that's what I did. We we sat here in Studio 705 and um, wrote and recorded Hummingbird, which is a tribute to Natalie, in around six hours. And it was... Later that day, she passed away. So it's been ever since I've written that song that I have been so inspired and, and I find strength in, in how she lived her life. And that was part of the lyric is that her grace has shown us all how to live. Wow. <laughs> so th- at, let's talk a bit about that. Let's like break that up. So what you were feeling at the time, you know, obviously the, the sorrow, the grief. Mm. And I think, as I recall, you know, you messaged Michelle that was a, it was a scheduled recording session, but you felt as though it wasn't the right time. But what it was was the perfect time you found because you were able to really just be open and vulnerable and connect with that feeling. Yeah, that's right. Yeah? Yeah. Wow. And it would have taken a lot of courage just to even come in at that time and open up like that. Yeah, and, and the intention originally was to some way, somehow, bring some sort of comfort to her family in a tragedy. And that's where my initial um, intention came from. And then this, this song has taken a, a whole um, meaning beyond just writing a song. It, it encapsules Natalie, which is she's just lovely. Cool. So, and, and this is obviously supporting, and in, the mission now is about supporting people like Natalie who suffer from CF or suffering from CF. And since then, you've gone and done your research. You've now contacted the CEO of um, Cystic Fibrosis Australia, who's coming along as a special yes, guest. Yes, yes. Uh, Nettie, Nettie Burke is flying yeah. in from Sydney next weekend, wow. and she'll be our very special guest. And we're so excited to have her um, speak to us all. And and I I can't say enough for 
the people that are actually coming to the event and knowing that the purpose is much bigger than than just someone who writes a song. It's it's about supporting a cause that everyone needs to to um, to get behind and and raise awareness and um, raise necessary funds for research and and hopefully in the not too distant future a cure. And of course, um, on, as a side note, uh, there's a huge issue here in Australia with um, a drug called Orcambi, mm-hmm. which has been available worldwide in many different countries. And now there's an opportunity um, for Orcambi to be um, negotiated and released here on the PBS. So that'll be coming soon, um, first first week in August. Right. We'll hear whether or not there's been an agreement between Vertex mm-hmm. um, Pharmaceutical mm-hmm. and the PBAC here mm-hmm. in, in Australia. So we've been getting out there on social media and yep. supporting that. Excellent. And, and can we actually support that? And, and do you feel as though this Hummingbird album and everything that you do as a musician now can be a voice and a vehicle to support and heal people in those oh, situations? I'd love that. I'd love that. Um, I hope so. Yeah. I hope I make a connection um, with, with people and um, ultimately make a difference, yeah. That's beautiful. Thanks, Steve. So let's talk a little bit about um, your own personal, you know, breakthroughs and stories and and how that sort of led you to where you are today. I mean, because you've obviously worked, you know, juggled multiple careers, but I know you've also been an entrepreneur for a big portion of your life and managed your own business and as a franchisee. Mm -hmm. So, you know... Tell us, what, what were the biggest breakthroughs that kind of led you through to this point in time um, and getting very clear on, I guess, the next journey for you as this artist with mm. this heavily business background yeah, yeah. and you know, having the knowledge and the resources now? Like, what's, how, how's, how's all that come about and unfolded for you? Well, well if, I guess if I could take you back um, to, you know, my college days and, and whatnot, uh, I've I've always been the type of person throughout my music journey um, to be second guessing myself, and I was um, you know in my early twenties, and I was always the girl that was asked to sing a girl song with a band. Right. And it truly wasn't until um, I met uh, a fellow muso, um, and I was almost I was in my late twenties when I met this guy, and we. Um, started to collaborate and bring um, a set list together that um, really, really kind of made it great in the fact that we were able to get out and start to play. And um, I, for once, I felt like, wow, I, I can actually get out and perform and, and I can make money doing this and, and whatnot. But there was always in the back of my mind this... Um, not standing in my truth and, and second guessing myself. So throughout, even even in business, in my business career as well, that you um, you feel like maybe there's something missing, and um, yeah. So that's kind of like where that's where my turning point. Um, that's where my turning point really happened because um, moving to Australia and. Um, Losing my parents was also a massive um, turning point for me. Mm-hmm. And um, coming in 2016 to USM and speaking to you about um, 
actually I came originally to songwrite mm -hmm. and I don't again I didn't get around to songwriting until just recently yeah. because what we figured out was that there was a lot of things that I needed to work on myself um, and what that brought about was addressing the the truths in me and addressing my my second guessing myself and realizing that I can you know, be my own person, be my own artist, which is great. And now I feel like I'm ready to, and I already probably am and don't realize it, mentoring other people um, that want to be empowered and find their creative worth because everybody has it. doesn't matter if you're a singer or a painter or whatever it might be. Um, that inter um, passion that's in everyone, and that's what makes everybody so unique. So it's finding that and being able to share that and getting the courage up to be able to do that. <laughs> wow. Which you're obviously truly leading by example in your own oh, story. Thanks. Congratulations to thanks, you. Thanks, Steve. Um, so, yeah, it's been an absolute honor working with you, Sandy, you know, and I think that we, we, we've seen you come such a long way in, in over the last couple of years, but I think the one thing that I'm most proud about is the fact that, you know, you haven't given up and you haven't... Um, bought into these excuses, especially with so much experience. Um, you've really been in the industry for quite some time. You know, it's never too late. You're a shining example of that yeah. for all the um, all the people out there, not just females and young artists, but, um, you know, even the mothers out there. Mm. Um, so before we wrap up, just want to ask you the final question. If there's one piece of advice based on all this experience and all the turning points that you want to offer anyone listening hmm. here on this podcast right now, what is that one piece of advice? Okay, so probably has a lot to do with one of the songs that I wrote. And one of the songs that I wrote is called Take It Slow. And it's a gentle reminder to stay true to yourself and to embrace moments for what they are. Because at one, at some point in our lives, we're, we're going to be, you know, pictures on a shelf. So why not embrace the moment? Don't be shy. Get out there and, and um, put your best foot forward. Yep. Fantastic. Thanks for being on the show, Sandy. Uh, Looking forward thanks, to Steve. next Saturday night. That's Saturday, 28th of July. Yes. Here at Studio 705. The links to all the events and social medias will be on the show notes on the uh, podcast. So thanks once again. Oh, thank you so much.